Hello and welcome to the Impact Report. The date is July 18th and the wee wee hours of July 18th, 2020. Uh, my name is Caleb. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. And I am joined by my good friend, John. John, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Man, I am doing great. Where can the people follow you if you so choose to divulge that information? Uh, I believe my Twitter is Jorge Blanco, H-O-R-H-A-Y-B-L-A-N-C-O. That's Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So uh, today, folks, we're going to be previewing Slammiversary 2020. But before we do that, we actually got some breaking news about 30 minutes ago. uh, A couple of people put some pen to paper. That's the Good Brothers. They're coming to Impact Wrestling. Doesn't seem like a shock. I feel like that was reported uh, for, what, almost a week now? But, I mean, it's good to know that it's official, I guess. It, that's what, what's funny to me is, like, I seem to remember Fightful and, you know, think of Dirt Sheet Report as what you want, but, like, Sean Ross Sapp doesn't usually print BS. So I feel like Fightful reporting it, like, a couple of weeks ago or a week ago or whatever kind of told me it was going to happen, but, like, now it's confirmed, like, Carl Anderson's tweeted it, Luke Gallows has tweeted it, it's official. Like, they're at least there in some form or fashion, and I do think they'll be on the pay-per-view uh, tomorrow, or today, as it were. I mean, of everybody who is rumored to possibly be involved, I think they were kind of the safest bet to begin with. So, like, yeah, it's not shocking, but I guess it's good to hear. It's it's going to be a little disappointing if they uh, if they are the Open Challenge team. Yeah, knowing that they're there now, so I mean, I still think they could have some good matches and do some good things there. So I'm kind of excited for it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, and I've been watching Impact for off and on for the past 16 years, but a lot in the past two. Yeah, and um, the with the birth of AEW, the tag team division took a big hit, and that was just by losing two tag teams. So. It was very top-heavy, losing LAX, losing the Lucha Brothers. Uh, we've relied on the North, and they're, they're very good. Don't get me wrong. Like I was an early believer in Ethan Page, re- relative to, I, I guess, others. Um, and the Rascals, which, you know, that's a trio. And they're also on the card, as you referred to. Uh, and I like, I like the odd couple pairing of Shamrock and Callahan, which we'll get to later, but I don't think that's meant to last. Uh, so to see the Good Brothers come to Impact, I'm very excited. You can definitely slot them in anywhere. And again, it's a, it's a shallow tag division. As much as I like, you know, TJP and Falaba, and I tolerate guys like Reno Scum or Team Triple XL. But but yeah, the Good Brothers <laughs> will definitely be able to get work here in Impact for sure. Yeah. You know what I think they're going to be good with, too, that I haven't really heard a lot of people talk about is uh, the Cody stuff. Because I feel like the only thing that I really liked them in in WWE was when they were doing the Southpaw. Like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's funny. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, it's funny. Like, you mentioned Southpaw. I watched that again for the first time in years, like, three hours ago. It's, the, it's like, the best wrestling. I love Southpaw. I can't wait for another yeah. season. Yeah, well, I I really like I'm I'm waiting for some more Impact Provincial uh, Wrestling Federation. I thought that Thanksgiving episode was amazing. Yeah, I saw um, some. Of that. I saw some of that. That was pretty good too. But uh, oh, that's what I was gonna say too. Just for anybody listening, um, so I used to be really big into Impact, 
Um, I've been to a couple of Bopper Glories. I went to the one in Philly in 2011, I think it was. And I went to the Sounds one right. um, in New York in 2018. But uh, yeah. outside of that, the last like year, I've been following Impact all that closely. Mm-hmm. Um, even for this card, I'd say maybe the last two weeks is really... Yeah, yeah. Um, so the main event was supposed to be a five-way, but it's now a four-way. Two of the five have since been let go. Michael Elgin because he's probably a POS, and Tessa Blanchard because she couldn't agree to do a job and wouldn't send in a promo video. Tessa Blanchard That's she was slightly less of a POS. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It's I don't it's such a weird departure. Tessa mainly. Tessa's a weird departure. Um she'll probably land on her feet. Uh she's way too talented, even if her attitude is probably just god awful. Um, you know, sometimes talent and pedigree will win out. Yeah, uh, that being uh, said, like, is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we've got we, we, we've got a fatal four-way. We've got three confirmed opponents. We don't have a fourth uh, confirmed yet. It could be any number of people. I don't think it's anyone that's already on the roster. Um, uh, let me run down a list of people who I think it could be and hear me out. And th- This list got bigger because of rumor and innuendo, as Bruce Pritchard would say, of – Raven saying that Billy Corgan might shut down the NWA very soon. I think that it does add a whole interesting wrinkle to this entire thing. Yeah, and not only that, like he like granted these guys temporary releases for the rest of the year. So even if it was just like six months, these guys hypothetically could come into Impact Wrestling and for a short time. If I was say if there's ever a promotion that has a history with uh, short deals, it feels like it's Impact. Part of why I stopped following is because yeah. I feel like there's always roster turnover for the, for a long time at least. So. See, I that's why I'm so I've been so energized by the promotion is because there's so much turnover, um, and they can usually, um, for the most part, maintain some continuity yeah. in the process, even though there is a lot of turnover. But I mean, there's a number of guys that could be the fourth man. I don't think it's going to be Rusev. Uh, he's got the Ronies, so I don't think he'll be leaving the house anytime soon. Um, I also think he might be could too be. big of a name in a way. I think he could. I think he's somebody AEW would throw a lot of money at, and um, yeah. maybe even New Japan when things are a little bit better. I don't know. Yeah, if else I could that, of the people out there right now. Yeah, I could see that. They've teased a lot of people. They've teased like a Bully Ray, a James Storm, a Sting, a Kurt Angle, which I, I think he's already uh, re-signed with WWE. They've teased EC3, Mike Bennett. God, I hope it's not Mike Bennett. I'm just, um, I'm thinking about, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about the idea of either Sting or Kurt Angle trying to go with, uh, like Trey Miguel and um, Ace Austin right now, and it's, I kind of want to see it just for the train wreck factor. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't think it'll happen because I think Sinclair's got him locked up for some time, but I kind of hope it's PCO. So that would be amazing. I would love PCO and Impact, I would love dude. PCO so much. Yeah, PCO and Johnny Swinger could be a hell of a feud in Impact Wrestling. 
And then they need that old guy who did the uh, match with Johnny Swinger. I can't remember his name right now, but he could be the uh, special guest ref for that. Is it Mike Jackson? Yes. There we go. There we go. Mike Jackson. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Um, I mentioned a bunch of guys there. Uh, There's also, you got to consider NWA guys like Nick Aldis. He's the biggest one. Um, Zicky Dice, if you watch the NWA, he's pretty entertaining. I don't think he'd come right into a main event program. Um, let's see. There, there's a bunch of guys I in mean, the NWA. I saying, when I was thinking about the NWA, I feel like Aldis, James Storm because of the history, or uh, Eli Drake have to be the see, top that, me, I think. What's funny to me, like I don't think uh, Ed Nordham or Scott Demore or Don Callis – would touch Eli Drake with a 30 foot pole, especially with how he left. Yeah. Like I said, um, like I, said I've, I really haven't been keeping as close of an eye on impact the last couple of years. So I, yeah. I remember the Aries uh, departure being bad. I know the recent cuts have been really ugly, but I couldn't remember yeah. the situation behind Drake leaving. Yeah. The, the, okay. So like a lot of recent cuts have been kind of ugly. Uh, Killer cross, for example, he was left off TV for months before he got his release. Uh, Austin Aries was bad. Brian Cage was actually relatively good, but he did get injured on the way out. So, but, but like, I, I don't think it was actually in Impact where he got injured. But, yeah. um, but his was uh, it seemed like an amicable split. But in the process, they took his wife as well. But from what I hear, not a big loss given her attitude. Um, well, but yeah, was, Eli Drake. Wrestling for them, right? Anyway, she was uh, just doing like backstage stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she's I'm just an interview. That's the thing. And like, um, like as long as you're even mediocre as an interviewer, you're kind of dime a dozen. Yeah. Um, so no, no big loss there, but yeah, Eli Drake's split was definitely not amicable. Okay. Uh, was funny to me because like Eddie Edwards programs in April, 2019 and July, 2019, Mm. April 2019, he was supposed to be facing Eli Drake. Eli Drake left, and then Eddie's like not on the pay per view. Uh, he barely gets on the Slammiversary last year with Killer Cross, and yeah, it just cracked me up. You know, a string of bad luck for him. Uh, he's been one of my favorite guys in the Anthem era, to be honest with you. So, so okay, we talked about potential surprise opponents for the Fatal Four Way. Let's go into the preview. Can I just throw one more name out there? And I don't know what he's been up to lately or if there's even any rumor about it or anything. Um, Yeah. But considering you figure Trey and Ace Austin are probably going to be going at it most of the match, or, you know, they'll be doing their own sort of side thing. Oh, no. Um, You would think Eddie would have to have somebody with maybe some history with him. Oh, no. Is there? Yeah, I think you know where I'm going. Um, Are we going to get Davey Richards again? Oh God, I hope not. Because <laughs> that just hit me as we were talking. Is Davey not like a firefighter in St. Louis or something? Isn't he always <laughs> a firefighter and then a wrestler and then a firefighter again and then comes back to wrestling and he retired and unretired? Yeah. I mean, at least he didn't like Michael Elgin it and be like, I'm gonna go try out for the Marlins and <laughs> totally make the double A squad. Uh <laughs> is that a real thing that happened? Uh, I think he tried out for a squad. I can't remember exactly what happened. Guys, I'm not a dirt shoot reporter. Don't take anything I quote as gospel. 
yeah. He seems so thick. I can't even imagine him like turning to swing a baseball bat. Well, he definitely be. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to think like, unless he had a good arm and maybe he could be, be a pitcher f- or something, but I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the card and uh okay so starting off let's talk about that open challenge the rascals of uh zach wentz and desmond xavier laid down so who do you think is going to challenge the rascals here i mean the easy answer is gatlin's and anderson mm-hmm. but you threw out an interesting idea we were messaging earlier um, I don't know if yeah. you want to go ahead and give that one. I'd really like to see that. Yeah. Um, uh, you want to tell yeah, you're referring, yeah. yeah, you're referring to uh, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban, multiple-time TNA World Tag Team Champions, the Motor City Machine Guns. I would love that. I think them and the Rascals could just, especially if it's like an opening match on the card, they could tear the house down. Yeah, that'd definitely be the kind of match you want to open the card. I don't know. I'm trying to think of who else really would even work. I mean, maybe one of the NWA teams. Um, yeah. I remember Eddie Kingston. I forget who exactly he was teaming with, but I know he was teaming with somebody in NWA. Um, homicide. Oh, was it Homicide? I thought it was somebody yeah. I hadn't heard of. Maybe I'm confusing him with... Uh, who was James Storm teaming with in NWA? Because he had a partner, right, also? Right. I'm trying to... Oh, Eli Drake was who he was tagging with. Oh, was he? Okay. So, like you said yeah. earlier, that might take that out of the running, but... Yeah, I just hope it's. It, I'm hoping it's not one of the existing teams. You would think with it being a, an open challenge, it can't be right. Like that stands to reason. Yeah, especially since it was just added to the card just out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I hope it's not Reno Scum. I would be very disappointed if it was Reno Scum. Uh, I as uh, I feel a close tie to Triple XL being a big man myself. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I would, I would really be disappointed if it was them too. Uh, if it's like followed by TJ Perkins, that could be okay, but it's still going to feel underwhelming if it's anybody but a new team or a returning team. Yeah, I would agree. Um, let's see here. Next up, this is how I run a show, folks. Let's talk about the knockouts gauntlet. Who do you think is going to win the gauntlet? I'm going to be honest, I haven't really paid a ton of attention. I know, what was it, this past week, I think, on Impact, they seemed to tease the idea of uh, Susie going back to Sue Young again. Yeah. So I can almost see, like, a three faces of Foley thing. I don't remember exactly how Impact does their gauntlets. I don't remember yeah. that whole get in the ring, get out of the ring thing, whatever. Um, it's going to be like a, like a Royal Rumble type of scenario where people enter at certain intervals and up until the last two are in, it's over the top rope, and then the last two have a pinfall match. Okay, so if, that, if that's the case, I could see Sue Young almost doing like a three faces of Foley thing, where it's like Susie gets knocked out early, and then Sue Young comes back as the big like last entrant. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think, I'm gonna go, I think I'd go with that as my actual pick, but like I said, I really haven't been paying enough attention to the knockouts. But yeah, I get you. I mean, I I've been paying enough attention, plenty of attention to the the Jordan and Deanna program, but the gauntlet just kind of fell by the wayside. It just felt very tacked on, which it kind of is. I I don't think Taya is going to win. She's, she just got out of the title picture. It felt felt, felt like she was in it forever. I know, like I said, I'm only like a casual impact watcher really, 
But yeah. I feel like for the longest time was her and Tessa every time I turned on the show. <laughs> she was champion for like over a year. So yeah, she was in there for quite some time. I had um, went to a Triple A show in September and it was still <laughs> Tessa and Tana. So I feel like that's been like yeah, nonstop with her in the picture. So. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna go with Kylie Ray. She's a recent debutante and she's been showcased very well. Plus this will turn, pick, yeah. Yeah, um this will play into uh one of the matches later on the card. Yeah. So next up, let's talk about let's talk about Moose versus Tommy Dreamer. This is an old school rules match for the unsanctioned TNA, not Impact, TNA World Heavyweight Championship. So what do you think of Moose running the million dollar champion gimmick? Oh, I I love Moose. I cannot get enough Moose. Um yeah. him, I forget what exactly they said, but him and Dreamer, um yeah. I think it was last week when Dreamer yeah. was talking about all the things that don't exist. Um, mm-hmm. including the TNA title right now. Um, yes. Like I said, I wish I could remember offhand what the examples were, but I just remember it had well, to mentioned, like the director of authority and the championship committee, like short of mentioning the Fox box, like he covered like old school TNA bingo. Yeah. Like I said, I remember it had me dying at the time, but um, I just, I love the two. And I kind of love this pairing, even though I think the match is probably going to be terrible. Um, yeah. Because Tommy Dreamer in 2020, as much as I like him. Yeah. Um, but may- maybe they could put enough around it to make it entertaining. I wonder if either Moose wins quick and then we get like that's your EC3 spot. Or if, yeah. uh, or if you know, they just put a lot of like weapons and plunder around it and make it entertaining that way. I feel like they'll, they'll pull something out though, I think, make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Tommy Dreamer is just going to bump his ass off. Um, I, I'm not expecting anything great, um, per se. Again, just think Tommy's going to bump his ass off and Moose will retain his, his unofficial championship, which, uh, you mentioned you love it, but apparently someone in Jacksonville also loves it for what it's worth. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, let's see next up. Let's talk about the tag team titles. We're talking about the North Josh Alexander and Ethan page against the Potentially world's most dangerous tag team of Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan. Um, I've loved the build to this. I, I love that you- this is uh this is one of the things that I do I do appreciate them doing longer term. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I picked back up the last two weeks, but before that, the I think the last episode that I had watched was when it was um, I forget what pay per view was supposed to be or whatever. They ended up making a TV show. But, yeah, um, it was rebellion. It was when it was Callahan and Shamrock in that like cinematic style match where Callahan Amazing. Um, Amazing. And I've I've loved that like that's basically that whole like mutual respect thing seemed to be the start of this team. Um I think this is gonna be good. I think Shamrock getting to team with somebody where he doesn't have to, you know, go with a full whatever the match is gonna go, whether it's 10, 20, whatever. Um yeah. at his age, that's probably gonna benefit him a lot. And yes. I enjoy that he still does some crazy high spots, like you know some of the out of the ring dives and stuff like that. To see a guy his age still hitting those, it's got that like PCO to it a little bit. It um, does, it does, yeah. Uh, I don't know where I don't know where they're gonna go for the outcome now. That's I would assume the North keep it, but I could yeah. definitely see it going either way because they really do need tag teams, especially if they're gonna be bringing in Gallows and Anderson. Yeah, so there's only so much they could do with, like we said earlier, the Rascals and the North um, 
I think you need to have at least a fourth team to really switch up the matchups. And mm-hmm. I don't know if any of those other teams that we talked about really can cut it right now. Yeah. Well, I don't think I don't think the North are losing here. Um, I don't think they're losing the titles. It could come out as a DQ. I, I, it could be a number of things. I definitely don't think they're losing, but I see this as a means to an end. I, I, I fully expect them to revisit Callahan versus Shamrock for bound for glory. And I think whether it's at the end of this match or later on, on TV, you're going to see Callahan turn again. He even mentioned it this week on impact. He talked about the snake and the, was it a snake and a frog, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, uh, the scorpion and the frog, I think it was, yeah. Scorpion scorpion and the frog. Like, yeah, he's called his shot. Like, he's going to he's gonna turn on Shamrock. It's, that's, what it's gonna... wonder, that's what makes me wonder if they're going to win, though, because I feel like they got to, like, tease that tension longer. Where it's like, okay, because Shamrock said, too, that this time if the uh, scorpion stings the frog, the frog's going to choke him out or whatever he said, something to that effect. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh man! So I'm going the north I to think retain. I'd, I'd I'd probably go the other way. I think they're going to okay. let them win it, and you know, like I said, tease out the dissension a little bit longer and try to get that fourth team established for now. Yeah. Next up, we are talking about the X Division Championship. We're talking about Willie Mack versus Chris Bay, a man who will be conspicuous by his absence is the uh, MVP slash LVP of Impact Wrestling, Johnny Swinger. Uh, you know, my heart broke for Johnny Swinger this past week. Mine too. He was so excited when he got his uh, his okay to be his um, what was it emotional support person? Yes. Closet. Um, yeah. I just loved it. That was like I said earlier. The one thing Impact does that I think has been great the last few weeks is just their comedy has been. It's so cheesy and stupid, and it's everything that I love in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, I think um, I'm going Willie Mack on this one. And I think after the match, we're going to see Johnny Swinger get his revenge on the ultimate finesser. Oh, uh, that's I wanted to go backwards for one second because that just reminded me. Um, yeah. Didn't the North just break the tag title record? Or I thought I saw something yeah. about that. I think I followed the page on Twitter. So they broke the tag record a while back, but they broke the one-year mark, which obviously they're the only team to do that. They broke the one-year mark very recently as well. Okay, so that yeah, I say that. Just going back to that for one second, that's the other thing that makes me think that maybe Shamrock and Callahan will get it too, because they might just want yeah. to, you know, not have that record run too long. Yeah, <laughs> I get you. I get but you. Yeah. But going back, I say going back to the X Division title. Um. I think just to be different, I'm going to say Chris Bay. I feel like he's a younger name. He's hotter right now. Um, and I feel like he has – I mean, I, I love Willie Mack. I feel like he – but I do think without being overly insulting, I feel like sometimes Willie Mack comes across as like a budget Keith Lee a little bit. Okay. Being that, okay. Like, being that bigger guy who can, you know, do some flippy, like, some flippy stuff and, you know, really like he doesn't look like he should move the way that he does. But I yeah. think Chris Bay has more of that like traditional X Division mold to him. You know, he's a little bit smaller. He can fly a little bit. I mean, I know that he can fly more. I haven't really seen enough of his matches to judge. But I feel like he yeah. has a little bit more of the, the star power than Willie Mack, too. Mm-hmm. Right um, and so I think it would probably be the right move to just put it on Bay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Willie's only had it for a couple of months, so I don't think he'd 
I, I don't think they should flip it yet, but yeah. I suppose we'll see. Um, I, I will say this though, like Chris B, Chris Bay, for someone who who prides himself as the ultimate finesser, it seemed kind of weird that he was just kind of loudly talking to a stranger about the Johnny Swinger thing. Like, <laughs> if you're if you're finessing people, don't sh- shouldn't you keep that to yourself? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, that's one of those wrestling things that you know. Certain, certain things you just have to chalk up to the it's wrestling. It's never going to make sense. That's true. That's true. But I loved uh, I loved what Johnny said after after he had his heart broken. He 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 calls up Chris. He he kayfabes him as as he would say. Uh, he says, you know, talk to the office. That they said I can't come. Sorry, bro. <laughs> uh. Because he was so he was so pissed yet so heartbroken at the exact same time. So I'm going Willie, and you said you're going Chris Bay. Uh, real quick before we talk about um, the semi main and the main, let's talk about Rhino and Hernandez from Tuesday. Man. Oh my god! I, I like I said I love Impact's comedy when they were doing yeah. the the arm wrestling over the bathroom stall with Rhino in yeah. the in the stall itself. I'm just all mm-hmm. over the arena. Um, yeah, that had me dying, and then for Moose to just come in at the end and just shove the hand. Um, yeah, is just like I said, Impact does comedy so well. Yes, see, I loved every aspect of the Rhino and Hernandez stuff, from what you had mentioned to to Rhino taking the money, Hernandez saying "screw you," let's go out there and brawl, <laughs> and they brawl for like a solid, they brawl for a solid like five minutes, and then they just call it a draw. <laughs> Watch them be the mystery team for uh, the Rascals. Now that we're just talking about it, that that might I'm not opposed to it. You know, I'm really not. You know what? I, I if it has to be somebody already in the company, I wouldn't hate that considering the last. Yeah, week. and they'll just go full on like over the top and arm wrestling people together yes. as a team. Uh, and with the Rascals, think about the sort of creative flips and stuff they can come up with while they're arm wrestling. I, yes, I, I kind of just want this now, actually. Yeah, Rhino and Hernandez, Ry, uh, Ry Hernandez, or Hern Rhino, or Herno, whatever you want to call them. That team that needs to happen. We're gonna make it happen. We're gonna will it into existence. Semi main. We're talking about the Knockouts Championship. We're talking about Jordan Grace defending against recent debutante Diana Perrazzo. I've loved this build. It's you've established Deanna as just a badass and an arm breaker and someone who, if you're in the knockouts division, you better be careful. Yeah. See, I haven't, I feel like I haven't seen the, the build as much for this. Um, yeah. The only thing that concerns me with this is I know, well, first of all, you look at the gauntlet earlier in the night and I feel like the women's mm-hmm. division is getting pretty, you know, pretty loaded. They're pretty deep. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I just I've I've heard the reports about Deanna not signing full time yet, and that makes mm-hmm. me wonder if they'd be hesitant to put the belt on her because I know it sounds like she's very interested in AEW. I'd imagine yeah. they would want some more women for some depth, um, mm-hmm. and they don't really have a lot. Like Deanna, I mean Deanna's not like huge. She's not. I'm not saying she's China or anything, but she's a little bit on yeah. the bigger side as far as like the women's roster usually goes. And I can see you yes. being interested in that. So I'd love to see mm-hmm. her win. I think it'd be something fresh and interesting, but I just don't know if Impact would want to pull the trigger on that. 
Yeah, I uh, I mean, we've seen them do similar things before, so it wouldn't shock me if they did. And that's what I think will happen, because this was me operating under, not even considering the AEW thing, which was a fault on my end of just, you know, perfect world, they're going to have her, she's going to stay there, whatever. I was going Deanna. That's, what, that's, I that's, might what, that's what's so hard, too. It's like, I don't want to be overly smarky and you know, really try to, oh, this is the business brother and overthink things. But yeah, I feel like with some of these, it feels like I have no choice if I'm going to try to be right on my picks. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. (laughs) So I'm going to go with a begrudging Deanna Perrazzo is going to win the title. Are you going Jordan? Yeah, I'll take Jordan. Have we been opposite on everything so far? Uh, I don't think so i think we kind of agreed the rascals were going to win the opening okay and i think i think we both picked moose to win but okay. um yeah lots of uh, diversity here on uh, the impact report um so main event time we're talking about that fatal four-way we're talking about the vacant world championship the impact world championship not moose's gimmick belt the real one we're talking about trey miguel ace austin the former triple x division champion and we were talking about multiple-time tag team and X-Division and one-time world champion, Eddie Edwards. We're also talking about a mystery opponent. First and foremost, final answer, crunch time. Who's the fourth man? Uh, it, it feels safe to say it, but mm-hmm. I feel like I have to say EC3. I would agree, sir. But if you're going to say EC3, just because I like to be different, I'm gonna throw. Okay. I'm gonna throw a curveball and say Zack Ryder. Yeah. Or sorry, not Cardinal. Ah, uh, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. I, I know what you meant. Um, I I don't know how I would feel about Matt Cardona coming in and immediately coming into a world title picture. Oh, don't don't get me wrong. I don't I don't want it. I just think they would enjoy somebody with a lot of uh, social media presence and who still has a big following. Yeah, and I figure he's somebody who fans for years wanted to have a bigger title in WWE. And yeah, not that he even has to win right away; they can you know screw him out of it or whatever. But I just feel like, like I said, I I still think EC3 from being realistic. But if I'm going to have a second choice, I feel like that could be the second choice. Okay, so. Okay, we we've established who we think uh, or slash hope will be the fourth man but who do you think is gonna who do you think and who do you hope wins the title i'm hmm, that's a good question yeah. uh see i don't i don't want eddie edwards to be honest because i feel like he's i know he has the tenure but he's also he's had the belt before right if i'm not mistaken yeah um yeah he had it for a couple of months yeah and i like him but i feel like he feels very old guard very what tna's been for the last few years Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely wouldn't go with him. Okay. Uh, I love Ace Austin. I think he would be great. But yeah, the only thing with that is, like I said, if you're closing the show, I think you want a bigger, either a feel good moment or, you know, or more of a like shocking, like a bigger name, a shocking moment. Yeah, if it's going to be a bigger name, who's going to be a bad guy? Yeah. Um. So I'd probably like to see Trey. It depends on who they bring in as the fourth guy. Um, yeah. If it is an EC3, like I think we both really expect, then I kind of don't want him to get the title right away because 
I loved him before, but when I think of a world champ, I want somebody who I want to see in longer matches. And I think Trey is yeah. great in that regard. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a sucker also for like you know smaller flippy guys. So yeah, that's that's what I'd like to see. But you could also go Ace Austin, and then if you wanted to go back to the Ace Austin Trey Miguel feud, I guess you have that on the table. I don't know, but I think officially I'll pick Trey. Okay, so Trey is your that's your official pick of who you think is going to win. Yeah, that's who I, that's who I'm going to pick. Okay, all right. Well, that's also your most wanted to win. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'd, I'd say the two of them. It's just, like I said, it depends on who the mystery guy is. If it is somebody yeah. like a Saban returning, I think that would be really cool if he could have the belt. But mm-hmm. of the sort of realistic options, I think I'd like to see Trey the most. Yeah. Uh, so I mentioned EC3. Um, I would. Part of me would kind of like to see Nick Aldis as the fourth man. I don't think that's going to happen. I, um, I forgot about that, but I think you know. I think that's actually like with you saying that um, Billy Corgan granted them. I think that's a mm-hmm. very strong possibility too. I think you could have. Yeah. Oh, you know what I thought? I just thought of two. Um, we know we basically know that Gallows and Anderson are going to be involved one way or the other on the show, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we've seen all the aces and eights teases. Oh <laughs> God! Don't say Bully Ray. Do you know? I wouldn't. Like I said, I wouldn't hate it. I don't. Do I want to see Bully Ray in a long match now? Not really. But no. Bully Ray screwing over Trey, especially, and having Trey yeah. be that like sympathetic underdog, um, and having the rascals against aces and eights. I think that could be a fun. And you could you could also sort of have that as like the precursor earlier in the night. If Gallows and Anderson come in and ask for the open challenge, and then you know, you have you know you haven't even talked about it, but you kind of have that quiet tease of like Rascals versus Ace and uh, Aces and Eights. So then to bring it yeah. full circle, if Bully comes back at the end, I think that could be an interesting story. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Bully Ray was a part of one of my most favorite TNA moments of like the Dixie Carter era, where he won the world title, joined the Aces and Eights, and. People were like throwing beer cans over the cage into the ring. I loved that stuff. That was but, perfect. And then, yeah, I was gonna say the the whole <laughs> when they gave when he gave that promo, like the impact after where he went through the whole backstory. And yeah, all the hints. Yeah, he dropped, that was amazing. Yeah, when he covered every single detail, talking about so how good. like, hey, you remember when Wes Briscoe was on gut check and we needed a third judge? <laughs> oh, that's why we got, that's why we got Taz in there because we knew he'd give us a yes for sure. And D'Lo. So we had two yeses. Either way, he was in. I loved it. Yeah, and, and, you know, you saw, you saw like, previous attacks where guys who hadn't yet been discovered as members of Aces and Eights were involved in the attacks. Like, you saw, like, Wes Briscoe's long blonde hair. And, huh? man, Aces and Eights had so much potential. And it was great for a short time. Um, I could wax nostalgic about Aces and Eights for hours at a time. What's that? Uh, but as I feel like that's the, that's wrestling in a nutshell. I feel like the last ten to twenty years, it's like, hey, this stable had so much potential. <laughs> like, yeah, man, I agree. <laughs> I can't even think of the last group that like showed up. I mean, maybe Bullet Club or something, but like, I can't think of the last group that like showed up on the scene. I mean, I guess Undisputed Era, if we're going, you know, but that's yeah. totally shifting the topic now. But yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm making my, uh, I'm, I'm going to pick, I think not only EC3 will be the fourth man. I do think he will win the world title. I don't want him to, I'm not a fan of people coming in yet. I don't want him to yet. 
Okay. I'm not a fan of people coming in uh, with like no build on them whatsoever, even if they are a returning guy and a relatively big name, but having no build to their world title win or I, their, their match even. Yeah. I was going to say, the other thing with EC3 is too, I think it's going to hinge a lot too on if he comes back, what version do we see of him? Yeah. I feel like his social media has been teasing sort of almost like a like a Damian Sandow in Impact sort of thing. Yeah. I, I don't really like when guys who do well in character sort of roles now do the, uh, I'm going to be the serious guy and I'm going to yeah, tell yeah, you I'm why. I'm the man like, now, yeah. And I'm hoping that he's smart enough to know that that's like just sort of a tease to kind of troll people. But yeah. I, if that's what we get from him, that sounds terrible. But if yeah. we're getting vintage Ethan Carter the third. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. Hate I it. disagree. I'm very good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if we can get. See, I was say just a fantasy book for a second. If even yeah. Carter the Third were to win, and he's you know back to his vintage self, I'd like to see him align with Moose. I think they were in the past, right? If I remember right, I can't remember. A hundred percent. They might have like tagged once, but they were never like closely aligned. Okay, I was like, because that could be a good like you know he has Moose in his corner. It's like we're gonna bring back the prestige of my aunt's company, and TNA is gonna be back on the map, and this and that. Um, yeah, that could be a fun way to run with that. Yeah, I would agree. I'm, I'm definitely excited for tomorrow, though. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, I think EC3 will win. I don't think he should because again, cold title wins. I'm not a fan of like. The, it's not a recipe for success, in my opinion. There are outliers. Like, I really enjoyed Austin Aries' world title run in 2018, personally. I thought it was well-built. Or, pardon me, I thought it was well-executed. Um, but, again, that's an outlier. Yeah. I I would like to see Trey win the title. Not, not yet, but down the line. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see him lose first. I want to see him, you know, fail and fail and slowly rise to the top, get up there, and finally succeed in a very euphoric fashion. I, that's the best way to, especially a scrappy babyface like him. That's the best way to put them toward a title, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back to that for one second. Um, yeah. Now I can't remember because I know it ordered. I think it was Bound for Glory this year. Whichever one had that um, ladder match for the exhibition title, that I think. Um, I can't. That remember. was BFG. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So was it Trey that got? I feel like there was a face, or was it Tessa? There was a face that got like screwed out of the win. I remember at the end, that wasn't Trey. Probably right? Tessa. That was Tessa. Okay. Tessa was in the match. I know that much. Yeah, I see. I can't remember who got screwed, but I was saying if that was Trey who got screwed up there, to have sort of that be that moment, then him to have to overcome Ace Austin, and now him to have to overcome him again on the biggest mm-hmm. stage. I mean, I think you could kind of finish up that story, but I get where you're coming from, though. Yeah. Uh, Ace Austin, I wouldn't hate to see him win the world title, but like I get douche chills every time I see him, but I think that's by design. That's oh, certainly not a flaw. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't, again, he's another one. Maybe at the beginning of next year, put the, put the belt on him, but like I, I don't think that's something you should do at this very moment. Eddie Edwards is actually the guy I would like to see win the title. You know, you say old guard, but this isn't 2016 Eddie Edwards. This that we're talking about. If this were, 
if the bat to the face had never happened, uh, I, I, I would I probably say but, like, after that bat to the face, he went through such a character evolution. Like, I will forever praise Don Callis and Scott Demore for how they handled Eddie Edwards' character arc after that bat to, the, bat to the face. How they turned what could have been a career ender and a big catastrophe into, like, a rebirth for a character. Um, I, I get that, and, but, like I said, as, as a casual Impact guy, I yeah. feel like the, the sort of ebbs and flows that I have with Impact are, like, Hey, Impact has this really good-looking pay-per-view coming up. I'm going to watch it mm-hmm. and then see what happens and see if I want to stick around. And I yeah. feel like on an almost every single time basis, it's like, oh, that was good, but it wasn't great. I don't know if I really care about tuning in for the next week. And then I kind of just slowly yeah. fade out again. I feel like if it ends with an Eddie Edwards win, unless there's some sort of big like turn or angle attached to it like hey it's Eddie Edwards who brought back the aces and eights or whatever which I know makes no sense but just to be something um, yeah I get you I feel like if, if Eddie Edwards wins it's going to be hard for me to turn on impact on Tuesday and care that's that's my only concern as a casual fan is there's nothing like, like I said he's not a bad wrestler I think he's totally fine yeah I just think I don't care about Eddie Edwards like I've accepted that, like, I'm in, I'm probably in the minority on caring for Eddie Edwards, but like, I freaking, I've loved the character since, since he got the bat to the face. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I'll love, give you I an love example. When he was losing his mind. Yeah. Like, I feel like I enjoyed yeah. that, the stuff he did with Dreamer a little bit. Like I said, I, I haven't watched religiously, but I've tried to follow. Um, and if you have stuff seems good, but it's just, yeah. You know, Eddie Edwards is still Eddie Edwards. I've seen an Eddie Edwards match and, like I said, he's totally fine. There's nothing offensive about Eddie yeah. Edwards. I wouldn't. If you're an Eddie Edwards fan, I can't tell you not to be. It's just he <laughs> feels so blah. Like I understand that. I get where you're coming from. But uh, so yeah, um, I'm thinking EC3. I'm hoping Eddie. You were. I think you said you were thinking slash maybe hoping Trey wins as yeah, well. I think I'd say both for Trey. Okay. All right. Um, so, folks, that is the Impact Report. That is our preview of Slammiversary. Uh, it is highly likely that we will be doing a review as well. No promises being made, but that is very highly likely. Yeah, I'm hoping, so, I'm hoping I can make up, time maybe Sunday to get on with you and yeah. do, a, do a recap of it. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, we might wait a couple of days and maybe do a review of not only that, but also Impact. Uh, no promises being made on any end. We're going to put this to Twitter. We're going to put this to Twitter. Um, We're going to let y'all listen. We thank you all for listening. God bless you and have a nice night. Goodbye.